Do you ever wonder if you're saved? Or what saved even means? Or what God is like? Or what Jesus did? Some people are embarrassed to ask these really basic questions, but please don't be. They're the most important questions you could ever ask. And that's why I want to give you a brand new copy of this little book I wrote called The Basics. Uh, you can get your paper copy or your digital copy or your audio copy or your video version just by going to timeofgrace.org slash the basics. So in this series, I want to give you five truths for better rest. And before I get to that very first truth today, I'm wondering how tired you feel right now. If you had to quantify it on a scale of one to 10, if you're with someone, you can just go ahead and tell them your number. On a scale of one to 10, how tired do you feel in this moment? Would it surprise you if I told you that most people are more tired than they think? There's a growing phenomenon of burnout. And burnout simply means that you, you've been so stressed for so long that you get to a tipping point where you just don't have enough to keep going. And nobody really sees it coming. But here are three tips or three signs that you're not getting the rest you need. The first thing is that you're becoming cynical. Cynical means you see the worst in everything and you project your failings and your weaknesses onto everyone else. So if you find yourself getting cynical, that's a sign you might need better rest. The second sign that you're not getting good rest is that your emotions are running thin. And this can be deceiving because emotions can be positive or negative. So we know that you might be tired when you're easy, easily angered and your emotions flare up and, and you don't have patience, but also you're getting tired when you get the giggles and for no reason, you just start laughing with somebody. That's a sign when your emotions run thin that you need better rest. And then a the third sign that you need better rest is that your hobbies turn into escapes. Now, everyone has hobbies that they love to do and things we like to do at the end of the day. But when you begin to depend on your hobbies to get you away from life, that's a sign that you, you are escalating your escapes. You are turning to them. It's, it's one thing to have something that's nice to do, like a hobby. But when your hobbies turn into addictions that you can't do without, that's a sign you are burning out. Maybe one of those things stood out to you today. Maybe you're wondering, am I more tired than I think? It happens to everyone. You don't have to be a company owner, a business owner. You don't have to have two full-time jobs and a part-time job on the side. Um, it can happen to anyone. It can happen to single people and married people. Uh, burnout and being tired can, can happen to uh, parents with kids at home and empty nesters. It can happen to those who are young and, and those who are old. And so no matter where you fit on any of those spectrums, here's the very first truth that we need to know for better rest. And it's four simple words, but four very powerful words. The first truth is this. God is my rest. God is my rest. Because where you go for rest makes all the difference. I recently spent three nights in a, in a, a high school dorm with a, a couple other guys and they were great guys and all, but for those three nights, I did not get good rest. 
um, in that uh, dorm bed with the dorm mattress and the dorm walls and everything. Maybe you felt that way. You, you go to a, a friend's house or a family member's house and you sleep in their bed or you go to a hotel and you sleep in the hotel bed. You just don't sleep right. Where you go for rest makes all the difference. And I want you to know that God is your rest. And what difference would that make in you if when you're tired, you remember that? When you're physically tired, you remember that your body has been redeemed by Jesus with his blood. And one day, your body will be raised up into everlasting rest with him. What difference would it make if you're just emotionally drained? And you remember in that moment that God is your rest. And even though your emotions go up and down, God's love for you never changes. What if you're getting decision fatigue? You're, you're just mentally exhausted. What would change in that moment if you remembered God is your rest and his spirit gives you wisdom for salvation? So the first truth for better rest is to know that God is your rest. And maybe over the course of this series, you're gonna find the words of Isaiah 40 start to unfold in your own life. The words go like this. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men will stumble and fall, but those whose hope is in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. God is your rest. And we're gonna pick it up there next time as we build on to that truth with the second truth that will help you find better rest. The only difference between rest and laziness is whatever happens right before it. Maybe you've walked in on someone who was laying on a couch and you hadn't seen them in a while and you assumed, oh, they're just lazy. But what you didn't see was the hours of work they put in before it. So the only difference between rest and laziness is what happens right before it. If you feel like you've done worthwhile work, then you can rest. But there's part of us that wonders, is my rest just laziness? Well, to further compound that problem, let's look at one of the very first times rest is mentioned in the Bible. In fact, we don't have to go very far. It's in Genesis chapter 2. And it takes us to the very first day that Adam and Eve were alive on this earth. God created them on day 6. And then something interesting happens on day 7. If Adam and Eve took their cue from God then what would they have done on day seven, the first full day of their life in this world? They would have done nothing. Here's what Genesis chapter two says. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. If Adam and Eve had taken their cue from God, then on the first full day of their life, they would have done nothing. They would have rested right along with God. And that takes us to the second big truth that will help us get better rest. Your second truth for better rest is simply this, rest at the beginning. It seems counterintuitive to us because usually rest is something we do at the end. It has to be deserved. But 
if Adam and Eve had taken their cue from God, then they actually rested before they did anything. And here's what rest can look like at the beginning. You see, if, if Adam and Eve had rested on that first full day of their life, they wouldn't have been doing nothing. And that's important. Rest is not doing nothing. But rather, what they would have been doing is appreciating all of God's work that they had no ability to do. They would have looked at the creation around them and acknowledged, wow, God did some amazing work and here we are to enjoy it. So I wonder, what would it look like for you to rest at the beginning, just like Adam and Eve would have if they took their cue from God? I like to picture a sprinter who's getting ready for the race. And all the sprinters are out on the track and they're getting ready to go. And then when they are told that the race is about to begin, what do they all do? They get down, put their hands in the right place, get their feet on the block, and they enter this resting position, but it actually prepares them for what's next. And that's what good rest does for us. When we rest at the beginning, it gets us prepared for what's next. And when you do that, here's what it might look like. When you rest at the beginning, maybe you take a pause before you work and before you do anything to examine your personal motives. You look at yourself and you say, what I'm about to do, is it for my glory or for God's glory? Is it to serve my interests or to serve others and love them? And is the goal of this to celebrate what I can do? Or is the goal of my work to celebrate what God can do through me and through the gifts he gave me? When you rest at the beginning, it keeps you mindful of what you can and cannot do. And it's so important to rest at the beginning so you can remember what God did for you. Who you are is not measured by your work or your accomplishments. Who you are is measured by what Jesus did for you on the cross. And when he died for you, it's like you were put in a tomb. And when he rose from the dead, that's where your life was unleashed. And that's so important for us to remember so that we don't get distracted by the things that go on in, in everyday life. Don't get so busy by your work that you forget the most important work that your Father in heaven did for you when he sent his son Jesus into this world. So there's no rules or regulations for how to rest at the beginning. Maybe it's the beginning of a day or a week or a month where you sit down and you pause for a moment and you just rest. You rest as you prepare for what's next by remembering what God has already In this series, I've been showing you five truths for better rest. And the truth that we're gonna hit in this video, I'm just gonna tell you, it's really obvious. And I'm gonna tell this to you and you're gonna be like, okay, this, this is so easy, this is so simple. But what I found for me is that sometimes I need people to remind me of what's obvious because sometimes the way I live doesn't reflect it. So the, the third truth for, for better rest that we all need to remember is that rest should leave you restored. Good rest leaves you restored. And the reason I need to be reminded of this is because for me, at the end of a long day or at the end of a long week, when I've given it my all and it's time to rest, it's so easy for me to use rest as an excuse to let loose. 
And there's two forms of destructive rest that are easy for me and maybe for you to let creep into your life. And it's good to be aware of these. The first kind of destructive rest is by filling yourself with what is unhealthy. So maybe it's calories at the end of the day, a certain treat, a certain dessert, or even a certain drink. And you say to yourself, I've earned this, I've deserved this. And so you unwind, you let loose and you say, well, I just need some rest. That's destructive. It's, it's filling your body with what is unhealthy. And what we all know is that the aftermath of that does not leave you restored. Uh, the, the second kind of destructive rest is about emptying yourself of, of what's useful or spending what you have left in a way that will not leave you restored. Um, a lot of times this refers to how you might spend your time. Uh, and when you rest, you spend your time on things. Um, let's be honest, sometimes we, we watch one show and it turns into a binge watching session. Sometimes we open up social media just to check a few things, but it turns out being an hour that we spend on it. It's so easy to, to, to let ourselves be emptied of what's good and that's not going to lead to restored rest either. Now, none of the things I just listed in this, these destructive forms of rest are bad. It's, it's, it's not bad to enjoy a dessert, to enjoy a drink, to watch a show, to go on social media. Those things aren't bad. And so you, you might ask the question, well, at what point do they become bad? And the only answer to that is a question. Does it leave you restored? And as I think about this, this whole topic of, you know, making sure that rest leaves you restored, it reminds me of a really cool section from Romans chapter 13, verse 12, where the apostle Paul talks about the importance of a rest that leaves you restored and not a rest that leaves you vulnerable. In Romans 13, verse 12, he said, the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Even when you've done your work and it's time to rest, even then is not a time to be vulnerable. But rather, he says, let's get armored up. Rest does not leave you more vulnerable or more weak, but rather rest equips you with the armor of God. It makes you stronger. Good rest leaves you restored. So unhealthy, unwinding will leave you unrested. But refreshing rest will leave you rewinded, rewound. It will fill you with truth, not lies. It will make you reconnected with people, not isolated from them. And it will lead to recovery and rest, not burnout. So what do you think? Is it time for you to rethink your approach to rest? And maybe have you been using rest as an excuse to let loose? How about we start changing our unwinding to rewinding? And rather than letting loose, let's think about ways that we can be armored up with the power and hope of God himself. There was a week in college for me when I was totally exhausted. And the reason I was so tired isn't because I was up late studying or out partying late at night. It wasn't anything about that. The reason I was so tired is because I have this condition called asthma where it can make it difficult to breathe. But when I was at college, I did not bring my inhaler with me. 
And it wasn't so bad where I had to go to the hospital or the emergency room to get treated, but it was bad enough where each breath I took was a little more difficult than it should have been. And especially at night, it's remember that feeling of having to work for each breath. And it left me exhausted because I had a condition that was unaddressed. The same is true of, of all of us. We can go through times in life when we get exhausted because of something that we're not addressing. And so often that something is actually a sin that God tells us to get rid of. I think of some sins that can be so exhausting. Uh, for example, judgmentalism. It is so exhausting to always be right and to always point the finger at others and try to find how they're missing the mark. That, that is so exhausting. It's also exhausting to fail to forgive people and hold on to grudges. And when you hold a grudge, it saps the energy out of you and it can leave you exhausted. Then there's the sin of idolatry in all of its forms, which basically means you're, you're holding on to something, expecting it to give you what only God can give. But all it leaves you is tired and exhausted because it doesn't give you what only God can provide. And there's many other sins we could talk about, but you can see how unaddressed sin can leave you more tired than maybe you even thought. So take these words of encouragement from Hebrews chapter 12, where it gives us this command, but also this invitation to find a better version of rest. It says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. You might not even be aware of how tired your sin is causing you to be. I know that was the case for me in, high, in college. Uh, when I actually got my inhaler in the mail from my parents, I opened it up and I used it and I'll never forget the feeling. I had forgotten what a full deep breath of air felt like. And the, the feeling of freedom was, was incredible. And I have a question for you. Have you been holding on to a sin, a grudge, an idolatry, some other thing that has left you feeling tired and you might not even be aware of it? Well, the truth that we need to remember for better rest is simply this. Drop what doesn't belong. Drop the sin that God has been inviting you to let go of. It's doing nothing but robbing you of energy and robbing him of glory. And the good news I can extend to you today is that the burden you're carrying because of your sin is a burden that Jesus has already carried for you. And he invites you, would you, would you let it down? Would you drop what doesn't belong? And when you can embrace that truth about rest, it unlocks a version of freedom that maybe you've never experienced. To say, here God, here is my sin that I've been holding on to. I've been, it's been robbing me of energy and robbing you of glory. Would you forgive it? And when you hear those words, you are forgiven. That freedom is unlike anything else you can experience in this life. And so that's the fourth truth for better rest. Drop what doesn't belong and trust God to carry the burden that you and I were never intended to carry. When I was a little kid, maybe three or four years old, every time I would get into a car, 
I would ask the same question. And I would ask this question no matter who was driving and no matter where we were driving to. I would ask, how much gas do we have? And you could probably guess why I started asking that question as a little kid. It's because there was one time we ran out of gas. And so every time I got into the car, it was not an enjoyable experience. I didn't enjoy the relaxation of a car ride because I was constantly worrying about what might happen in the future. Maybe you've seen the same thing happen in your life, maybe not with cars, but maybe in another area of life where you didn't enjoy the ride because you were worried about what might happen in the future. And so if you're looking for better rest in your life, here's the fifth truth that we need for better rest. If you're looking for better rest, we need to deal with our worry. Deal with your worry for better rest. And worry is a complicated thing because there's a healthy amount of concern you should have about things in your life. For example, now as an adult, I do find myself concerned with how much gas is in my vehicle. I look at the gas gauge. That's a healthy amount of concern. But there's other things in life that are maybe outside of your control. And you can find yourself really worried and consumed with worry over things that you can't even manage. And so when it comes to dealing with the worries in our life, we're talking about the, the worries about things in the future that we have no power to control. And when we look at the way God helps us deal with our worries, uh, there's something really cool that takes shape. See, we're, we're so concerned about things in our lives and in the weeks and months ahead. But what if we kept our lives in perspective and remembered this is just one small part as we look at the big picture of eternity. Um, for example, uh, when I was a kid, even, in, even when I was worried about gas, my worries about how much gas we had would go away the moment I could see our destination. If we were pulling into our driveway, I would not be worried about gas because we didn't need gas anymore. We were home. What are you worried about? Are you worried about friends and what they might think about you and what they might be saying about you? Are you worried about finances and how you might make it through the next month or the next year? Maybe you're worried about your health and maybe some, some things from, from your family past that might come up again in, in your future. We all have our worries, but what if I told you that you were almost to the place where what you're worrying about won't be needed anymore? What if you're in the driveway and the thing that you're worrying about isn't needed anymore? And that's the cool picture that we get from our Father in heaven when it comes to the, the, the life that we have. We get so concerned about the things we think we need to get through, when in the bigger picture, God is, has already brought us to where we need to be. And so if you find yourself weary from all the worry, take to heart this encouragement and this invitation from Jesus. Matthew chapter 11, he said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. No matter how many times I asked my parents, how much gas do we have? They always assured me, Matthew, we have enough. And every time you bring a worry to Jesus and say, Jesus, do I have enough? Do we have enough? He's patient. He's kind. He gave his life for you and he wants to spend 
his life with you too. And so as you bring your worries to him, he assures you, don't worry, my child. I am enough for you. And we have enough because we are right where we need to be. So those are five truths about better rest. And as you take them to heart, just don't forget that God is your rest and he is with you.